0: Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver. We have a jam packed show today. Just want to talk a little bit about the playoffs. It's a mock draft Tuesday. Also, key off season dates to look forward to. And then five former free agent wizards that the Wizards could look at signing in free agency. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcast this episode is also brought to you by price picks check out price and use promo code nba or go to your app store and download the app today price picks is daily fantasy made easy all right so i forgot to give bradley bill his grade for the season yesterday in the bradley bill season review episode i gave it about a c i mean he had career lows and three-point percentage his turnovers went up his assists went up but his turnovers went up as well um didn't get to the free throw line as much field goal percentage went down um just uh, didn't get, you know, like I said, didn't get to the free throw line a lot. Field goal percentage went down. Three-point percentage went down. 30% from the three. Um, points went down by seven points. 30 points a game went down to 23 points a game. Um, of course, you know, the leadership aspect, the 35-point loss to the Clippers, I just feel like a number one guy on a championship contender or a contender at all just doesn't allow that to happen, um, in, in my opinion. Um, so there's just some some tough things. Of course, the injuries happen. Um was in COVID protocols twice. Um, but point guard Bradley Bill, I thought he played, he had some really good moments as point guard Bradley Bill, but there were just some, some rough moments here and there. Um, for Bradley Bill, chemistry wise, shooting wise, leadership wise, the chemistry in the locker room. Um, he had a couple good games. I forgot to point out where he had some good stretches here. Um, so when November 17th, His second time in the safety protocols, health and safety protocols, he came back and he was playing his best basketball of the season. He was averaging 27 points per game, 49% from the field and 36% from three across 13 games when he left the lineup for the second stint with the protocol. Then when he came back from the protocol, um, he averaged 18 points a game of 42% shooting and 31% from three in six games before his season was ended due to wrist injury. So he had a roller coaster type year, but overall, it was an underwhelming season for sure. And there was a lot of games where he really wasn't the deciding factor in wins or losses. So that was most disappointing for me, for Bradley Bill, but we know he's a three-time all-star, all-NBA guy. So, you know, was last year an outlier. You know, I think so. He just got to stay healthy. And, you know, he, it's about fit too. being next to a pass first point guard really is going to help Bradley Bill's game out. That's the best fit for him. He doesn't really do well with, from what we've seen with scoring point guards, point guards who are looking to score first or combo guards who are looking to score first. So he's looking, you know, that's what he's looking. He's looking for a traditional point guard, pass first point guard. Tommy Shepard has said the same thing. Wes Olson Jr. Has said the same thing and defensively Bradley bills a capable defender, um, but he just has to be more consistent on that end defensively for sure. So I, I gave him a C for, you know, the points per game went down. The field goal percentage went down. Three point percentage went down. The turnovers went up um, free throw percentage. He didn't. He didn't get to the free throw line as much. So, um, yeah, he gets this, for the standard that we're looking for for Bradley Bill to be a number one guy, number one player, especially with the contract in mind coming up too. He gets. He gets about a C. He probably got the worst Spencer Dinwiddie. Gets the worst grade out of all the guys and Bertons. But all the guys that I have talked about recently, Bradley Bill got the worst grade. And last year, before that, he gets an A. He gets an A plus. Really, and the, the all NBA year, he gets about an A. And I just spent a whole, basically a whole four or five minutes talking about Bradley Bill. Um, and then we know we got the contract coming up. So I could go on and on talking about Bradley Bill. But today we're going to talk about the key offseason dates. The lottery is May 17th, guys. So it's a week away. Tuesday night. I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, the Wizards, we have a small percentage to get into that top four. Very small. If we would have went to the ninth seed, if we would have got the ninth seed, we would have had a higher percentage on a 10% chance. I want to say right now we have about a three percent chance, so it's not very high, but you just never know. You want to be optimistic. Um, maybe we can get the eighth or the seventh. You just never, never know. So you never know. You want to you want to stay somewhat optimistic, somewhat optimistic. There, there's some good players that they can get: Ben Benedict Mathurin, Johnny Davis from Wisconsin, Ochai Ogbaji from Kansas. Those are some names. If if they fall in that ninth or eighth or tenth spot, Shade and Sharp. Uh, we're going to talk about Dyson Daniels. Um, my guy from Mavs Draft is going to come back on the show uh, in a couple of days. We're going to talk about Dyson Daniels and Jaden Hardy, Benedict Matherin, and some other guys that might be there at that tenth spot. Um, so stay tuned for the lottery, May seventeenth. All right, so May sixteenth to the twenty second is the draft combine. That's where you know official measurements are made. You know forty, inch, you know vertical leaps, the cone drill. That's where guys do five on five. Um, I remember Kevin Herter went to the combine and he for Maryland, you know, I'm a Maryland fan, and his stock rose up because he did so well in the five on five when he declared, I want to say he was a sophomore and um you know he was gonna he had the opportunity to pull his name out, but GMs were talking, Oh my goodness, we love Kevin Herter. And he went about the 16th or the 17th of the draft in the first round to the Atlanta Hawks. So um, and then also executives are there, you know, scouts. Um, people in, in the front office from each NBA team, so that's where some scuttlebutt gets out, some rumors about interest, and who they want to pick, or what direction they want to go with teams, and you know what teams they really like, or maybe some free agent rumors and scuttlebutt will happen around that time, kind of like the NFL draft combine, where you know GMs, execs, they talk, they text, they meet up with each other, and then there's some rumors that come out about interest in other players or possible trades, different things like that. Are possible uh, or could happen. All right, like I said, May seventeenth is the lottery. Got to stay tuned for that. Um, June first is the day where guys can decide to go back to school. So it's the last day for early entrants to withdraw from the NBA draft and retain their NCAA eligibility. So guys like you know, Benedict Mathurin, he's a sophomore. You know, he could declare, he could he could pull pull his name out and come back. So that's basically that's what it is in, in simpler terms. Um, June second, the NBA finals start. So you know, I got the Bucks. My pick is the Bucks and the Warriors. So most likely, that's you know the start of the finals, in my opinion. Um, June thirteenth is the deadline for all early entrants, including international players. So international guys to withdraw from the NBA draft. So guys like Nikola Jokic, um, they could pull out of the draft and go back, you know, wherever they they're playing basketball, and then come out next year. June 19th is the latest possible end date for the NBA Finals, so stay tuned for that. Like I said, Bucks and Warriors is my NBA Finals pick, um, so it'll be the last day for that. So June 23rd is NBA Draft Day, but we're going to get into some more dates coming up and after the draft. Um, But before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by Athletic... Actually, it's brought to you by Price Picks. Priority, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, PricePix. Prizepix is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we know you will, too. It's easy to use. You pick two to five players in an over, under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prizepix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prizepix offers any prop you can think of from point score to rebounds, even or even steals. PrizePix allows mixed sports entries on Steph Curry. You can take the under on Steph Curry's three-pointers made, or take the over on Clay Thompson's three-pointers made. And PrizePix just doesn't just offer NBA. they have options on the college on college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. For a limited time, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first PrizePix entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right, this is an exclusive offer available to locked-on fans. Sign up today and use code NBA, $50 for free, if a player in your first PrizePix entry scores a single point. This episode is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of athletic greens or AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and additogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of these things are great it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements for yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Jervis, Gervais. I use Athletic Greens every day to get my starter, get my energy up, get ready to do Locked On and watch some basketball and get ready for the day. Now, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily national insurance. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now, make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board Newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans a in-depth look into the NBA Draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so let's look into some more key off-season dates here that I want you guys to know about. June 23rd is NBA Draft Day, so, you know, like I said, we could you know, maybe we get lucky and get Jay Ivey with the fourth or, or fourth or the fourth pick, really. Um, but most likely, I feel like you know I'll say my mock draft pick. I'll late I'll leave that to later in the show. But that would be best case scenario. So draft day, most likely Benedict Mathurin, Johnny Davis, Shaden Sharp. Those are just some names I'm throwing out there. Ochai Abaji, Tari Eason is the guy that's been mocked to the Wizards a lot lately. I've seen some Jeremy Sohan here and there. So we'll see. But June 23rd is nba draft day or the wizards could end up trading the pick for a point guard you just never know the wizards are known to give up their first round picks for veterans we've done that a lot in the past june 29th is last day for decisions on player team and early termination options certain contracts will require earlier decisions so last day for teams to make a qualifying offer to players eligible for restricted free agency So Ish Smith has a team option. Anthony Gill has a team option. He'll hit restricted free agency. Um, You know, a couple of years ago, you know, you had guys like Otto Porter who hit restricted free agency. So that's the last day that you have the option to do that right before free agency starts to pick up their team option. Um, June 30th is the last official day of the 2021-22 NBA League year last day for players eligible for veteran extensions in 2021, 2022 to sign them. Um, Teams can begin negotiating with free agents at 5 o'clock p.m. Central time. Central time. Um, And then, you know, the extensions, like Bradley Bill has that four-year, $181 million contract extension on the table. So June 30th is that last day that, you know, Bradley Bill can sign it is the last day, which most likely he will not be doing that. July first, July first is when free agency starts. That's why you know Tommy Shepard talked about this in his presser. Um, I want to say yeah, West didn't really bring it up. Tommy Shepard talked about it in his presser. You know, June, July first is when they can really start talking about negotiations. They, the way they've talked, July first indicates that Bradley Bill, you know, he's declining the option. He's going to go with the possible five-year, two hundred forty-two million million um, dollars. So that would be the day that the, um that Bradley Bill can sign that deal. That's the day that free agency starts. Um, you know, we can go out and sign free agents, you know, who's, you know, some other big, I like Malik Monk. That's a free agent I would take a look at. So July 1st is the first day that we can actually start contracting negotiations. It won't be official, but you can make agreements with guys saying that, Hey, we're going to sign this contract, make agreements, not official. You're making negotiations. They can back out of the contract um, because it's not official until until July 6th Uh, restricted free agents on July 1st can sign an offer sheet Teams can begin signing players to rookie scale contracts, minimum salary contracts, and two-way contracts. Teams can begin exercising the third or fourth-year team options for 2023-2024 on rookie scale contracts. So Denny Avdia, um, he's going into his third year, so you would exercise his fourth-year option coming up. Rui Hashimir, last year, we exercised his uh, fourth-year option. He's going into his fourth year coming up this year. Yeah, this, last year was his third year, so we last year we exercised his fourth-year option. Now this year... Um, we just have to exercise, are we going to sign him to an extension? That's what's going on with Rui Hachamir because he's going to his fourth year. So his rookie contract is going to be up at the end of the 2023 season. So keep that in mind. Um, July 6th, What's uh, like I said, the moratorium ends. The moratorium period is where you can negotiate contracts, but it's not, it's not an official signing. Uh, but July 6th, the moratorium period ends, and you can officially begin Signing players. So it's pen to paper. This is this is complete. This is an official signing. This is not just you know a verbal agreement. This is an official pen to paper type signing. Um and then they can com- complete trades that were made before you can make trades before July 6th and July 1st, but the trades will become official. Become like just trading for a quarterback, like the um commanders traded for Carson Wentz. The trade didn't technically become official until the new league year began. So you think of it, think of it in that way. Um, July 7th through the 17th, the Las Vegas Summer League begins. Denny most likely will, will not be playing. Corey Kispert could possibly be playing. Tommy Shepard said there's a possibility, but Denny will most likely be overseas playing FIBA basketball in Israel. August 31st is the last day for teams to waive players and apply the stretch provision, provision to their 2022-2023 salaries. September 5th is the last day for teams to issue required tenders to unsign second-round picks. Those players become free agents on September 6th, if not tender. So last year you think of, think of a guy like a Cassius Winston, um, who was the second round pick, you know, Admiral Schofield was the second round pick a couple years ago. Isu Sanan, Sanan, um, second round pick, Aaron White, guys like that were second round picks. We don't, our second round picks they're here for a little time. They're here for not a long time, but a good time. Their, their careers here are shortly Chris McAuliffe second round pick. Um, Devin was Devin Thomas, the, the skinny guy that had bounce um, Devin Robinson. That's his name. That was one of our second round picks as well. We don't, we don't really keep our second round picks for the most part, to be honest here in, in, in Washington. Um, so, but yeah, I would, I would definitely keep an eye on Rui being excel. He's extension eligible after being in the league for three years. So, But he can negotiate that until the season starts on October fifteenth. The first game of the season most likely is usually in October, so most likely October fifteenth. So keep that in mind with Rui. Are they going to extend him? It's a a contract year, so you got to keep that in mind coming up. You know he's eligible to get an extension. You look at DeAndre Ayton. The Suns have been negotiating, been going kind of going back and forth with his contract. They did not extend him. But last year Luca got a got an extension before the season started. Trey Young got an extension before the season started. Michael Porter Jr. got a extension before the season started Shay Gal- say she- gilgis alexander got an extension before the season started all those guys got max deals Rui's not going to get a max deal but you got to see the money what is Rui going to be asking for money wise and what what money are the wizards willing to give him so that's that's something to keep an eye on for sure so those are the key offseason dates i do want to quickly get to five former wizards that the wizards could target in free agency just want to keep you guys updated the lottery is on the 17th a week from to- a week from today um, May 10th, a week from today, the lottery is May 17th. I can't wait. I can't wait. Hopefully we get some luck there. All right, but before we do get to the five players, I think the Wizards could target in free agency. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports develop- developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I did want to let you know a key date for me is um, I'm about to have a my second son is on the way. His due date is July 4th. Free agency starts July 1st. The moratorium period ends July 6th. So I probably won't be doing podcasts that week. So, which is, you know, I'm excited that my son is coming into the world, but at the same time, I will be missing free agency for the most part. Um, so I will see. We have a wizard substitute <laughs> coming in for me. Or if I could just make quick five minute videos here and there for you guys. If we do make a big move of free agency or we trade for a big name or for a solid point guard, I'll try to hop on here and make a podcast when I can. But that's the big news for me. Once again, I hope. Every mom out there had a great Mother's Day weekend. I hope you guys enjoy time with your moms. I hope you guys enjoyed time with your moms on Mother's Day. So, all right, here is the five guys that I think the Wizards could target a free agency. First for me is Gary Payton second. Gary Payton second was on the Wizards. He was on, uh, I want to say he was on our G League team, if I'm not mistaken, but I remember he was on a couple of 10-day contracts. He's 29 years old. He is a defensive juggernaut. He is a Swiss Army knife. This guy can guard positions one through four, six foot three, 190 pounds, has highlight dunks, bounce, will guard people from basically full court, 94 feet. He will pick up. When you inbound the ball, he will not give you a lot of breathing room and not a lot of breathing space. I remember that with the, with the Wizards. And he had a couple of athletic highlight dunks. highlight dunks. Now, he fits the bill in me. When Bradley Bill says, I want a, I want a dog on the team, I want a taller guard, six, to, six foot three, that's, that's a good size. It's not like, you know, Neto, six feet or Ishmith, you know, 5'11, 5'10. I think he checks the box there, a, a defender, a dog. He checks the box there. He's the pedigree of his father, Gary Payton, who was one of the biggest dogs and trash talkers in the history of the NBA and was a defensive juggernaut as well. Gary Payton. So I'll bring up some numbers with him, you know, coming off the bench with the Warriors. He's been a huge part in the Warriors' success this year. He's been a huge. Um, defensive stopper for them and just providing a lot of versatility and a lot of athleticism for him so gary payton before the calendar flipped to 2022 he shot 42 percent from the three so he checks the box on the three-point line this year from the three he has shot about 35 uh, percent from the three-point line the wizards were 24 26 and three-point percentage also we were 29th and three-pointers attempted 30.6 per game so he's not coming in and jacking up a lot of threes um, he shoots about 1.7 three-pointers a game. So that's not his calling card, but he, he shot well. He shot above league average, 35% from the three-point line. So that's solid right there. Um, here's a stat that I found right here. He was third in the league in deflections per 36 minutes this season, um, barely behind Matisse Thibault and, and Paul Reed, which he was second in still percentage and fourth among players, his height six foot three or shorter in defensive rebounder percentage. So the Wizards could use that. They could really use that um golden the warriors they allow 2.2 fewer points per 100 possessions when gary payton was on the floor so he checks all the boxes for me all the boxes for me i would love to have gary payton on his on the court um with the wizards playing defense because we were 25th in defensive efficiency as well so he brings that three and d aspect he can somewhat play point guard he's more of a shooting guard um, but he's listed as a point guard and a small forward so he's more of a combo guard but he can certainly come off the bench or, you know, if they want to come in with a with a small ball lineup, Gary Payton just being a defensive, versatile Swiss Army knife, he would fit in perfectly with the Washington Wizards. Six foot, 390 pounds. Um, second for me is another uh, former, another Golden State Warrior. Now, I know a lot of fans are, you know, Otto Porter's a polarizing guy. Now, Gary Payton, I would offer him the mid-level exception of about, 10 and a half or see if you know eight and a half million dollars i would see something i would offer something like that i think that will really really go well with gary payton um and i think that would be a, a steal a free agent steal to be honest um next for me is Otto porter i know a lot of people are gonna laugh about this they're gonna laugh about this but Otto Porter has been playing really well in the playoffs he had a really really good game three against the memphis grizzlies he had about 10 points i want to say he had more than that he had about 10 or 16 points he played really really well he's been knocking down a three at a high clip we already know he's an elite shooter um he's more of a three and d guy he shot 37 percent from the three-point line eight points per game this year he's been very versatile he's played the four man and the five he's played the three as well for the warriors there's a couple stats um that i found and he's, he's shooting 72% at the rim as well. So he's finishing around the rim. He's rebounding well, about five. He's averaging 5.7 rebounds per game. So the Wizards could use that. They could use that three point shooting. Uh, he's shooting uh, 80% from the free throw line as well. So he's a knockdown free throw shooter. Doesn't get to the line a lot, as we know. Otto Porter is more of a lean, you know, leaner guy, not the most physical guy, but he's versatile. He has long arms, long wingspan that he can really defend. He's a versatile defender as well. Um, so there's another stat that I found about Otto Porter with him and Steph Curry. Um, Otto Porter has pushed Steph Curry's net rating, net points per 100 possessions, to 13.8. And it was 8.8 when Curry, when Steph Curry played without Otto Porter. So that kind of shows that they fit well. They're playing well together. He spaces the floor. He makes it e- easier for Steph Curry. Maybe he, he could possibly do the same thing for Bradley Beal, just spacing the floor, knocking down threes, and playing defense. Um, so... Auto Porter's on a minimum deal right now. Gary Payton's on a minimum deal. So Otto is not going to get much in the market. I would say the mid-level exception to 10.5 at the most or less than that, to be honest with you. So I wouldn't mind bringing Auto Porter back. Another guy, quickly, I'll go over Jeff Green, another former Wizard, uh, went to Georgetown. But, you Auto know, Porter went to Georgetown. Jeff Green went to Georgetown. Um, Jeff Green has averaged ten points a game, three rebounds, six eight, two hundred thirty five pounds. Super super athletic, longer wing, more of a small four because we really don't have that small four right now. I feel like a lineup with Brad, um, point guard X, Bradley, Bill, Jeff Green at the small four, Kyle Kuzma at the four, Porzingis at the five. That's a that's a lineup. That's a tall, long lineup. Jeff Green six foot eight, Kyle Kuzma six nine. Jeff Green's on a, he, he has a player option. He's making four and a half million dollars per year. So he's really not going to make much more than that in if he opts out of that deal. Um, he could possibly go back to the to the, um, to the the Denver Nuggets. But, yeah, right now he is 35 years old. So he's on the older side, but he still has that athleticism. You know, there's highlight dunks that he's had with the Wizards. He has a great post-up game. He's a solid passer as well. He's an underrated passer, a great finisher around the rim, and has defensive versatility as well. So I wouldn't mind bringing Jeff back for lower than the mid-level exception or maybe, you know, $5 million, $5 million a year or something like that, I think. Could really work out with jeff green another guy is i don't see the fit here but bobby portis is a free agent he's making about four and a half million dollars per year right now he has a he has a player option as well so he most likely is going to opt out he's averaging 14 points a game and nine boards this guy has a ring won a ring last year with Giannis. comes off the bench is a great six man a backup center he can play center he can play power forward the fit is tough for me because we already have a guy like a Rui who's more of a shooter and is not a great defender um, but Rui's more athletic than Bobby Portis. But Bobby Portis is a winner, man. This guy can come in and score and get buckets. He can score in the post. He can score pick and pop mid-range game. He's just a lethal scorer. He really is. And he knows how to win ball games. He plays with a lot of grit, a lot of grind, and a lot of energy. So Bobby Portis is somewhat of an option for me. Yeah, I do want to look up Bobby Portis' contract one more time. Yeah, he has a player option right now. He's $4.5 So most likely he is going to opt out of that $4.5 million dollar deal. And he can get more money on the market, but I don't see him making really more than ten and a half million dollars of that mid-level exception. Would I use the the mid-level the full mid MLE on him? Most likely not, just because of the fit. Because we already have a Reijer Hachimura coming off the bench. Another guy quickly is uh, Daniel House. This is the fifth guy. He was on our roster. I remember he was on the summer league team. I want to see, He might have been our sixth round, our second round pick. Um, he is about twenty eight years old. This year, he didn't average much with the Jazz. He was on the Rockets, didn't really play well. But he's a career—he's a really good three-point shooter. He's a career 36% three-point shooter. Shot 41% from the three with the Jazz this past year, past season, and six points a game. He shot 37% from the three uh, this full season with the Houston, with the Houston, with the Houston Rockets and the Utah Jazz combined. Um, with Houston in 2020, he shot 36% from the three. In 2019, with Houston, he shot 41% from three so his career high he shot he made 10 points per game in 2020 so he's more of a three and d guy he's going to be another cheap veteran minimum kind of deal guy that's what the wizards have to do they don't have they're over the cap guys you got to remember this the wizards are over the cap they can only use the mle the mid-level exception of ten and a half million dollars to sign free agents or the biannual exception or veteran minimum deals so the wizards don't have many options free agency pool isn't that great either so these are just the options. These are some guys that are former Wizards that have familiarity. You know, Tommy Shepard loves familiarity. Brought back Hal Neto bought back Ish Smith. So I would not be surprised if he brings back one of these guys. Gary Payton II would be my first pick. I would love to bring him back. I would love to bring him back. Of course, John Wall is technically a free agent with a player option. Russell Westbrook is a, is a free agent with a player option as well. Highly doubt they bring back Russ. Uh, Russ would probably have to be traded because he's probably going to opt into that $47 million. But John Wall most likely will be bought out, and he'll become a free agent. I would not mind bringing back John Wolf with the the MLE, the mid-level exception for sure. All right, guys. So like I said, this is a jam-packed show. I'm going to do the Tankathon mock draft lottery sim here. So right now we ended up with the 11th pick in the draft, and I'll go to a mock sim lottery here. Doing it right now. I wish I could show it to you guys on my screen. So we ended up with the 10th pick. So I'll go over the picks. The first pick of the draft was Chet Holmgren to the Blazers. Jabari Smith to the Pistons at pick two. Paolo Bancaro with pick three to the Pacers. Jaden Ivey at pick four to the Orlando Magic. Keegan Murray to the Rockets with pick with the fifth pick of the draft. Shaden Sharp to the Thunder with the sixth pick of the draft. With the seventh pick of the draft, the Kings select AJ Griffin. With the eighth pick of the draft, the New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans select Benedict Mathurin. With the ninth pick of the draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Dyson Daniels. So two guys that I like. Benedict Mathurin is gone, Shaden Sharp, who I like a lot. Um, AJ Griffin, who I like, Jaden Ivey, of course, went with the fourth pick. With the tenth pick of the NBA draft, the Washington Wizards select Jeremy Sohan from Baylor, the versatile defensive, the, the defensive versatile wing from Baylor six foot nine 230 pounds really can't shoot but he is athletic and has defensive versatility he has some ball handling skills and has a good mid-range game so i don't really like his fit with the wizards because he can't shoot the three but he does bring defensive versatility and he brings athleticism to the Washington wizards could certainly certainly use guys that they could have picked jalen duran went to the knicks at 11. mark williams went to the thunder at 12. johnny davis went to third went to the hornets at pick 13. And the Cavaliers got Malachi Brandon, who I like the shooting guard out of Ohio State, went to the went 14th to the Cavs. So just want to look, you guys let me know what you guys think about some of the former Wizards, the key all-season dates, and the mock draft. I know it was a jam-packed show today. Also, guys, please we'll be doing a mailbag soon. Just want to get you guys' thoughts before the draft lottery comes up. Can't wait for that. A week from today, I just can't wait. Also, we'll be having a guest, um, my guy Mavs draft talking about the draft and some prospects getting us ready for the draft lottery so stay tuned for that um i just want to thank you guys for making locked on wizards your first listen every day now make your second listen locked on nba from the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last possession of the finals locked on experts take you takes you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams hail to the wizards peace hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music